Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. the sadness, just crying, letting it all out. And then it would be filled with just like beauty and love and the tears would be happy. Hey, I'm April Pride, your host on the High Guide podcast. This is the show for women who have an open and curious mind. And the show is all about women changing their lives thanks to altered states. You just heard from Adelia Carrillo, who is one of the three women who tripped with us this season on The High Guide, which is why we call them sister trippers. For today's show, have you ever wondered what to do with your body while you're tripping? Really, think about it. Either you want to stretch or you have a friend beside you and all she wants to do is stretch. I'm not naming names. Or you don't want to move more than an inch for over an hour or longer, right? So your body is definitely a part of your psychedelic experience. So what do we do with our body? Adelia's psychedelic integration session with our high guide, Natasha Lannard, gets right into the connection between our bodies and trauma and how movement while we're in an altered state can help us heal. And this is a warning for our listeners. Today's episode discusses sexual trauma, including references to rape. We also discuss grief associated with the premature end to pregnancy. If you or someone you know suffers from PTSD as a result of sexual abuse or miscarriage, and they're open to exploring psychedelic integration therapy to help them heal, please listen to this episode in its entirety. And if you feel it's in their best interest, we ask that you share this episode with them. As with every episode, we'll jump into the word of the week before listening to our high god, Natasha, perform Adelia's intake and post-trip integration sessions. And remember to stay to the almost end for our trip tips and remain after I sign off because we'll end every episode this season with a 10-minute excerpt from one of the high guide's very own guided psychedelic audio journeys produced in partnership with Patchworks. All the sounds you'll hear throughout this episode are sampled from the High Guide's Journey Number 7, episode number 36 of this podcast. Titled Forgive and Forget About It, this guided psychedelic audio journey was composed to help you find peace with past trauma and move into a future of your own creation. Now for the word of the week. PTSD, an anxiety disorder that develops in reaction to physical injury or severe mental or emotional distress, such as military combat, violent assault, natural disaster, or other life-threatening events. In the context of this episode, we will consider the residual effects of trauma on our bodies and how psychedelic therapy is playing a role in helping women heal body and mind. Our high guy, Natasha Lannard, begins her intake with today's sister tripper, Adelia Carrillo. So tell me a little bit about yourself and about your experience and what you have in mind and you can kind of jump off from there. So I I recently moved to Arizona. 
Um, we've lived here now for about a year. Um, I am from California. I lived my whole life in California. I was really focused on building this amazing career in the consumer electronic industry, having this whole corporate kind of like was my goal. And, um, and life kind of transitioned and, and I ran into, I ended up having a, an ectoptic pregnancy, um, which led to an emergency surgery. And um, they've had miscarriages after that. What is an ectopic pregnancy? An ectopic pregnancy occurs when a fertilized egg implants and grows outside the main cavity of the uterus. An ectopic pregnancy most often occurs in a fallopian tube, which carries eggs from the ovaries to the uterus. Sometimes an ectopic pregnancy occurs in other areas of the body, such as the ovary, abdominal cavity, or cervix. This is one way a pregnancy can end prematurely. Another, of course, is miscarriage. Um, and 10 to 15% of women who know they're pregnant do miscarry. For Delia, who experienced both an ectopic pregnancy and multiple miscarriages, the likelihood of residual trauma is very high. A report published in 2020 from researchers at Imperial College in London questioned 650 women who either experienced a miscarriage before 12 weeks or an ectopic pregnancy and found that one in six women experienced long-term post-traumatic stress following miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy. Women with PTSD are more likely to have physical health problems such as increased blood pressure and more pain as well as anxiety and depression. The other concern with long-term PTSD, that's PTSD lasting longer than six months, women who experience PTSD for more than six months are more likely to struggle with PTSD throughout their lifetimes. Adelia continues explaining how her ectopic pregnancy triggered childhood trauma and induced a year-long depression that she managed with cannabis prior to microdosing psilocybin mushrooms. It brought up a lot of other things that happened in my childhood, but then it also, like, it, it transformed me. Like, I, I completely uh, lost myself for, for a good year. Um, I didn't want to leave the house. I was just anxious and, and, and going through a lot all the time. But that's when my fiancé um, reintroduced me to cannabis. Like, I smoked when I was in high school. I didn't know anything medical about it. Um, and so uh, that was kind of the journey of what led into two years ago when I started doing psychedelics. When COVID hip happened, I, I started researching psychedelics and then I ended up treating myself for about a year on and off. I was doing either two times a week or three times a week. I made my own tea and I was just tracking everything down, like um, not even just how it made me feel, but each of the like throughout the each month, like I would kind of try to process certain things in my life, whether it was past trauma or bring up certain things that, you know, I want to do dive into and, and just kind of change my way of thinking. Like I called it my mindset reset journey. So I just really wanted to transition that, uh, the way of thinking and it, it has, it's helped tremendously. Yeah. I mean, I know there's so much more. Thank you for sharing so much. I appreciate it. It seems like you've had a lot of grief just yeah. from the experiences that you've been through. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're okay. I can only imagine that that pregnancy was really hard. It's been a little bit hard, but, you know, we both finally got like went to specialists and the doctor said we're healthy. So we're just going to keep, you know, trying until we have to look at other routes. But again, I, I look at it as timing. And, and that's kind of the other thing, too. I'm, I'm a stressor. I worry a lot. So family members have said maybe it's stress. There could be so many components. You're healthy. You know, the doctors say you're healthy, but something's blocking it. 
like, I don't know if it's a blockage or, or what I I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, I know like it, life, all the things that we go through in life as, as, you know, as kids and as growing up, we, we hold on to those things. We react certain ways because of those things. And absolutely. And so now it's like, you know, I've worked through a lot of that stuff that happened to me when I was a kid, but now I, I kind of feel like I, I don't, like, I feel like I'm stuck. Like, I don't know what, where that next, where, where do I do next? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I just, you know, I want to keep moving forward with this healing journey. And I know not, maybe sometimes I don't need to work on it. I mean, we always need to work on something, but maybe there's something that's not, um, pressing, I guess you could say that I'm not sure, but you know, I feel like there's still certain actions. There's still certain things that I do. There's still uh, things that I want to work through that I know have still to this day affect me, but it's just like, I feel like there's a haze now and I'm just not too sure how to move to that next level with this, with my psychedelic journey. I've never had a facilitator. I've never done any experience where it's been looked over with someone else who can kind of like help process certain things. So something that just kind of comes up when hearing you talk, and again, thank you for sharing, is because I I also have a pretty extensive trauma background. So I I know what you're talking about. And like, do I need to work through this particular memory again? Or, you know, is and one of the things that I've come to learn about this in just my own practice of, you know, 18 years of doing this medicine and witnessing others is that there's the micro approach, right? It's our individual story. Yeah. But above that, is the larger overarching archetype of how we feel about it. So what I'm getting at is you have the individual incidences, occurrences, traumas, you know, amazing experiences, but the other overarching part of it, and that's where I brought up the grief piece, Mm -hmm. is where where are you in the expression Mm -hmm. of the emotion? Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy to get stuck into a story, but at the end of the day, we are not our story. What is impacting us every day is the undercurrents of the emotions. Have we allowed ourselves to fully feel? Because you can go through from up here, right? You can approach it from the mind. You can process this. You can relive these things. But at the end of the day, have you really given yourself full permission to feel it? Because usually that's the last piece Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is not necessarily the content, but in the acknowledgement of how that made you feel. So I would throw out the micro approach, which is a larger, you know, recognition of those currents, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, behind them. The other thing too is, and this has come up in a few different ways when you're talking about crafting your intentions, right? Like what, what is it in this experience that you want to get out of it? If it's not a specific thing, One of those things that, you know, when you think about it is you can take it from, you can approach it from a micro perspective. What is my body wanting to share with me right now? What does my body want to tell me? Or what is my creative force and energy wanting to create in my life? Well, when you draw in the, the, like the physical component, the body component, I've been really drawn to, you know, uh, I've been watching more of like the stretching and the working of the hips area lately, because I've also read that, you know, that's where you hold a lot of the trauma um, as women. And, and when I was, so um, when I was younger, um, I, I was raped. Sadly, Adelia isn't alone, not by a long shot. One in five women in the United States experience completed or attempted rape during their lifetime. Here's a data point that I've long found really interesting 
Women who are the victim of severe to chronic sexual abuse are 79% more likely to develop endometriosis, which is an autoimmune disorder affecting 1 in 10 women. So many of the thousands of women that I've spoken with since I started working in cannabis seven years ago cite endometriosis as the reason why they turn to cannabis. Symptoms of this affliction are varied, and they include painful periods, fatigue, leg pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, urinary issues, GI issues, painful urination, painful diarrhea, painful sex, bloating, and nausea, each of which cannabis can help to mitigate. And stay tuned to the end when I offer my three favorite strains to help with pelvic pain. Another symptom related to endometriosis is infertility. That's right, 40 to 50% of unexplained infertility or fertility issues are a result of endometriosis. It's important to note that not all women with endometriosis are also victims of sexual trauma, just like not all victims of sexual trauma develop endo. In fact, Adelia, who has been working with medical professionals to get to the bottom of her unexplained infertility, has been cleared of endometriosis. But I wanted to share this example of how trauma physically manifests in the body. The connection between our hips and our emotions is well documented, and we're going to explore one muscle specifically. In fact, you have two of these muscles, the psoas, also referred to as the muscle of the soul. The psoas muscles are also our deepest core muscles that are responsible for keeping us upright and serve as the protectors of our center of gravity. Referred to as the fight or flight muscles of the human anatomy, during traumatic experiences, the body goes into high alert and the psoas muscles tighten and contract as a means of defense and protection. This is particularly true during sexual trauma when the psoas is forced to physically and emotionally comply. Without processing this trauma, the psoas will tighten and constrict with each new triggering event that is a result of stress and not fully traumatizing. Women with sexual trauma and a contracted psoas may experience pain during intercourse as a result of the psoas-conditioned high alert state. You can begin to understand why tapping into your physical body while in an altered state and working through an intention related to releasing trauma that results from sexual abuse can be highly effective, which Adelia instinctively connected with when Natasha prompted her to check in with her body for her upcoming psychedelic experience. That's something that has been drawn to me is there's something in my body that I do need to release and I just don't know how or where or what, you know? And so that was just, again, what you said about maybe it's a body thing. I, I, it, that's drawn to me. Yeah. Well, and I, I just brought that up because I could hear some of the physical things that you've been dealing with and that's, you know, that's our temple. That's how we get around in life. And it's so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry to hear about the violence that was perpetrated on you. And that definitely lives in, in the body. You know, it's like, it's a big part of it. So one of the things that maybe, and again, you can take it or leave it as a suggestion for this experience is exploring what it means to be fully embodied, to be fully present. And then from that place of presence, ask, you know, and even going back to some of the things that you were saying is like, however old you were when those experiences happened, what was that little part of you didn't get what it needs. And then see what you can do 
to just witness that and, and just see it. Right. Yeah. The embodiment experience is a huge piece because when trauma happens, at least for me personally, it can become very disassociative and you leave the body in the traumatic experience because the pain is so great of whatever it is. And the more violent it is, right, the more likely you are to go even further from the body. So, I, you know, throwing it out there, giving yourself an opportunity, make it really comfortable, make it really luscious, get pillows on the floor, allow yourself an opportunity to really come into the body and connect there. And, you know, in, in these experiences too, you need to take some time and breathe deeply while you're, you know, doing your stretches. Awesome. Give yourself the permission to come into your physical form. Two stretches that many find helpful to gently release their hips are a reclined knee to chest and your favorite and mine, child's pose. Natasha reminds us to connect deeply to our breath while we work toward a physical release. The breath can be very, very potent here, right? Like every inhale, every exhale is a new opportunity to come home to yourself and just kind of take, you know, take your time with it. Do you have any questions for me? So I recently did do, um, like I had a a journey the other weekend with my partner and I felt like everything I tried to do, like, didn't work out. Like I tried to make sure we had snacks. I tried to do all these things and like the snacks ended up not being done right or what I don't know. It was just like everything. So I guess it's just how, you know, how do you reel yourself? I mean, do you reel yourself back in for something like this? Like, do you, or do you just allow yourself to kind of go through those emotions? You know, like if, let's say I do these setups and like, it doesn't work out, you know, and uh, it starts to bring me down that path. Like, do I just allow myself to kind of connect and say, why do I care so much that it's, you know, like almost like letting go of that? I, I don't know. It was just an interesting thing I ran into. Well, you know, this is the thing that I think is so amazing about these experiences. And the more you do them, the more you're going to be aware of this is like cultivating that witness within yourself. You may recall from last week's episode number 46, the trip, that cultivating the witness is to become a neutral observer of your own life. Just noticing, watching, not judging, just being present. Our high guy, Natasha, explains this in the context of Adelia's recent psychedelic snack snafu. Oh, here I am feeling disappointed in my ability to make snacks. Yeah. Maybe it's just me and my, you know, the rub on my relationship with failure. Or how how am I dealing with disappointment right now? You know, versus the I'm so unorganized that, you know, pers- the ego's attachment to whatever it is that's going amiss. I think one of the biggest things is like when you're able to witness, it makes it a lot easier to shift gears. Yeah. And you're like, oh, here I am. I'm I'm becoming, you know, my mind is wandering because I feel like I'm losing control and I'm getting scared. I'm going to, you know, it's just seeing it for what it is. Shift gears over here. Yeah. I'm going to bring my attention and awareness into how I'm feeling in my physical body. Yeah. Right. Like anytime you're too stuck in the mind or whatever, it's like, all right, well, what am I not feeling? Get yourself into your emotional body, you know, and use kind of those elementals of your constituency to kind of work yourself out of the mind if you choose not to be there anymore and really, yeah, drop into that body, right? Embody what the body is trying to communicate and tell you. I want to insert the Wayne's real or boing from I dream of Jeannie because now we're on the other side between Natasha's intake 
and the integration we're about to hear, Adelia had a psychedelic experience, thanks to two grams of psilocybin mushrooms. The strain Golden Teacher, to be exact, and we're going to let her jump right into it. So, wow is the first thing that I got to say. It's just wow. <laughs> like, I have not experienced anything like that, but like I have... It's like a crazy story of what 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 all went down. Um, do I just do you want me to just go into it? Like, yeah. So let's let's start with what happened, and then we'll go into the to the part of the meaning of it. So let's hear it. Can't oh, wait. Perfect. So, um, so yeah. So I set up my office. I made it like a whole little thing. I put, got pillows, coloring books, all the things that I think I would want um, for that that time period. Um, and I got a great playlist and. I took the recommended dosage. Um, so it was the, you said golden teachers, the two grams. Um, and I, I, I went through so much. I went, I, I cried tears of like grief and, and just sadness. And just like through all the loss that has come over the years, you know, I, I, it just, I was able to just like let it go in a different way than I haven't been before. I, I wasn't able to. And so that was just, it, it was amazing. And then I would go into these different kind of peaks. So it would be a little bit, you know, the, the sadness, just crying, letting it all out. And then it would be filled with just like beauty and love and the tears would be happy. And, and then there were waves again, too, where it would just be uh, like, I was overcome with just like, like I guess sexuality, just like empowered, like embodied, like within my body, that it was just the craziest thing. Like it was just, I, um, you know, I'm, I kept saying like, I'm no longer afraid of like, um, you know, of the, what the future might hold for, you know, with my pregnancy stuff, just because it has been so, um, such an up and down and filled with loss that I, I, I was just more of a, I'm confident now with my body. I'm in love with my body. Just all these things that were happening. So this is all going on in my office. My partner took mushrooms as well. He had a different strain. And um, apparently after that, I go in there and he's like, I don't know what you were doing. He's like, but your energy, he's like, I felt the walls shaking. He's like, you are powerful. You are powerful. And I'm like, what? What happened? Like, so he could feel some sort of energy. Like he literally had this whole moment where when I, I think like I was over here thinking about pregnancy and my body and everything. And he actually was in that component, that moment where he felt like he was being reborn. Like he went into like the bathtub and he was like, I felt like I was in like he was the baby. Like it was so weird. Like we had no idea we were talking about, like we were both thinking of anything around that realm of things. And he was thinking of it that way. And I was going through it. Like it was crazy. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, isn't it just so incredible that when we give ourselves an opportunity to unlock our own inner healer, like what we get, I mean, yeah. Exceeding expectations. Yeah. Just that whole, you know, having the conversation with you before and putting it in my mind of just listening to my body, you know, not what my head wanted at the time, just my body really allowed me to just have a completely different experience than, than I've felt before. It, it was, yeah, it was, so, that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. 
So how are you feeling now? So I guess you could say almost like a little bit lighter. Like it's just, you know, every, like it, it, this whole thing with like the pregnancy complications and just like the loss, I've noticed how it holds on to me. And, um, you know, every month when, you know, when it's that time of the month, it, it's, it's very personal. It's really hard to not get sad. It's really hard to just be like, oh my gosh, not again. And so, you know, I've started to just, I was so comfortable wearing that all the time. I could feel it. Like I would always have that with me, you know, and um, right now I feel lighter and it's, it's weird. I, I just, I feel more hopeful and, and just, um, and it's not necessarily even about, you know, the, the pregnancy part, but I'm just hopeful for the future now you know, whatever that may be, that may be. So right now I feel good. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, and I felt like after, you know, our first conversation, you had a lot of grief that really needed to be let go of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and, to, you know, nothing sheds the pounds of grief faster than some nice juicy tears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? uh, so I'm really glad that you had an opportunity to just kind of like let all of that go because you're so right. Yeah. You know, you it's just like keeping score and having that weight, you know, lifted off your body. I'm so glad it turned out the yeah. way that it did for you. I, I did. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. I, I was ready. I, I was thinking it was going to be very scary for some reason. Like I just thought it was going to be a completely different experience. And um, yeah, I feel like that. I think that was the one time like I fully let go, I guess you could say, like just let it all happen. You know, I wasn't trying to control any of it. Whereas the other times I do, I, I tend to, you know, just my surroundings, everything's kind of like, you know, uh, to a certain way. So I well, appreciate that makes, that makes total sense though. Right. It's like the mind is the one that's running the scenarios that's yeah. gaming it out. And it's like, when you just kind of give that a little bit of vacation and drop into the body and allow the body to do the talking and you're, you're, you created your space. You put all of the intention into showing yourself that you're safe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm curious, like in some of the things that came up, it seems like this was quite revolutionary. Um, one of the things that might be helpful to kind of keep this energy going for yourself and even deepen this would be, and I, I don't know, you know, if there was anything specific that came out, you know, around in and around your experience, but maybe writing yourself just like a one sentence affirmation that you can just read every day, you know, and especially when it's, you know, that time of the month and when maybe there's like just disappointment baked in to your routine, like a, a mantra that allows you to every single day remember, you know, the level of trust that you were able to achieve with yourself in that experience. Yeah, I'll, I'll come up with something and, and put that out on my computer or something where I can see it. Totally. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be a full sentence. It could just be a few words, you know, whatever it is that you feel like really distills mm -hmm. that message that you received from yourself and that mm -hmm. trust and that comfort. Um, it, it's amazing how, you know, the medicine is great for getting us there, but we don't need the medicine to stay there. 
true. Right. That's where like we come in. Right. And Mm -hmm. our, you know, anytime we ask for anything in the universe, I always, you know, kind of add is like, okay, what is your intention? And then something that I really spend a lot of time on just as well is like, what is your offering? What are you willing to offer of yourself to manifest whatever it is in your life? And it's like, that's a symbol and a sign of dedication is like, you know, I'm going to remind myself of what's important every day. That's what I'm willing to offer. I've never had like heard of that kind of component of it, like the offering. And I like that. I think that's, it is important for us to, to look at that, what we are investing to into this whole thing. So, um, yeah, being more aware of that, that's a good way. Um, so I'm curious, are there, were there any other like big things that it seems like this was seismic, um, all in all. (laughs) And yeah, noticed in like, especially in, you know, in my experience, just, you know, with doing this work in life is like, when the, when the experience is deeply held in the body, it makes a very different integration. It's almost like that integration at the cellular level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, wow, I got it. Great. Yeah. I don't have to think <laughs> about it, you know? <laughs> That's so so yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it was, it it lasted longer. And that's, but, but also too, I have not taken like a, I haven't taken two, two grams before I've done about 1.5. So, so it was larger. So then I'm like, okay, that makes sense why it was longer. Um, and yeah, no, I don't no, it was just honestly, like, I just felt like this, the biggest, the other part that I just felt really powerful was just the empowerment. Like, I just felt like I could become that, you know, little bit of good energy out there to like share with others, you know, while I'm here kind of thing. And so um, I ended up texting like a bunch of like my girlfriends, some like em- little sentence that was just like an empowering sense, like to honor themselves kind of thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know why I did it, but it was just those little things are just like, you know, uh, feeling all the emotions, allowing to feel empowered, allowing to feel, um, you know, uh, very beautiful, allowing to feel even the pain. It, it was, yeah. I, I went through a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it was a very full color, technicolor experience. Well, and something that I just kind of wanted to circle back to that you brought up that is incredibly important and powerful just in general is like, you know, a lot of people equate sexual energy and they silo it only to sex. That is your creative life force energy. And with that life force energy, you could create life, right? Which we've talked about. And you can also create the life of your dreams. And so understanding how that energy works in your life and how you can use that life force energy to manifest whatever it is you're looking to manifest is so important because it's not just about the act of sex, right? It's about creation. So feel free to tap into that juju whenever you're looking to get anything done. (laughs) What does Natasha mean that our sexual energy is the source of creation or life force? What does she mean that Adelia should tap into this when she's looking to get things done? Consider the grief Adelia has been carrying. Grief is a process that can take years to heal. And psychologists have found that grieving patients often suffer from higher levels of stress and may develop mental health conditions such as anxiety, depression, or PTSD. 
Although we often think about those psychological effects of grief, just as our bodies hold on to trauma, grief also shows up in our bodies. As we explored earlier in this episode, our mind and body are closely connected. And as we process our feelings, we often also experience unpleasant physical sensations such as chronic headaches, fatigue, digestive upset, insomnia, and lack of appetite, just to name a few. While cannabis may help manage these symptoms, many women have found that psychedelic-assisted therapy that includes integration work provides more than a salve. Psilocybin literally carves new neural pathways in our brain to create new connections that allow us to process trauma from a new space with new thinking, thanks to our own inner healer made available by the medicine. By channeling creation energy that starts in our hips, the seat of our sexual energy, Adelia has tapped into energy more powerful than grief. It's her desire, desire to live, desire to create, desire to live the life of her creation. Let's close out with our trip tips. Connecting with your life force energy during a psychedelic journey. Number one, before you trip, take the time to journal your thoughts around your own sexuality. Do you use it for good, for yourself? What words do you choose when describing the role your sexuality has played in your life? How do you feel about it today? And where do you see its power in creating your future? Number two, breathe. (laughs) Don't forget to breathe. Tune into your physical body by breathing into it. Stay tuned in an upcoming episode as our high guide Natasha guides us through breathwork exercises. And in the meantime, six counts in and six counts out. Number three, get physical. Move your body to feel into and release your hips. From reclined knee to chest, child's pose, these simple postures may result in a big release of emotion, including crying, the snot-nosed kind, the wailing kind, the exhausting kind. And the final trip tip, as promised, my top three cannabis strains for pain relief and body relaxation. When you're experiencing pelvic pain, including symptoms related to endometriosis, and I'm going to list these off from least intoxicating to the most intoxicating. Number one is Harley Sue. This nearly all CBD strain is non-intoxicating. The second is Canatonic. It's a one-to-one CBD to THC strain, and the presence of CBD makes the strain less intoxicating while preventing and reducing inflammation. And the last strain that I would highly recommend specifically for chronic pain in the pelvic region is Blackberry Kush. It relaxes menstrual cramps as well as anxiety, stress, and insomnia brought on by changing hormones. Thank you for listening to this episode of The High Guide. I'm your host, April Pride. And please tune in next week when we integrate with another sister tripper, the sound alchemist, Lalin St. Just. Please check out our website, thehigh.guide, for more information on The High Guide and for this episode's show notes. And remember to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts or give us a heart on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help more people find the show. And I leave you with a 10-minute sample from the High Guide Psyched audio series. You're listening to Psychedelic Audio Journey number 7, Forgive and Forget About It. 
The High Guides episode number 36, produced in partnership with Patchworks. See you on the other side.
Thank you. 